community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Up and Adam, Adam's version. I love that. Carson Butler coined that yesterday. That was pretty sweet. Up and Adam, Adam's version. Why does it sound like you're in a bathroom, Adam? Because I am. I'm in the bathroom. We were talking about cold showers yesterday with Sheriff Ian Parkinson. Then I was on the phone with my good friend Jeff of the Midlife Surfer podcast. Check him out. And he was like, dude, there's so many health benefits. You got to just get in while it's cold. And he's like, bring your listeners with you. So if you're going to forgive the shrinkage, I can't even believe I'm doing this right now. And he's like, just turn it on so it's like right above where it would almost be off. Oh, my God. So it's the coldest it can be. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I can feel like it hitting the ground and then hitting my ankles. I'm going to get in this cold shower. We're going to try and roll for what? Not 30 seconds. Let me do 15. I'll do 15 seconds. What am I, Wim Hof over here? Let's see. I can't believe I'm doing this. We're going to, here we go. Okay. This is completely real, completely unedited. Stopwatch going. See if we can do 15 seconds in a cold shower. Now, the key is breathing. The key is, for me, the key is to not die. But the key is to breathe correctly, they say. All right, let me put the microphone here. Hold on. All right. Okay, here we go. Oh my God, I don't want to do it. Five, four. Let me secure myself. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh my God. Breathe. Do a hyperventilate. Breathe. How long is it been? Oh. oh my god. Then you're back. And he says, turn it off without going hot. How long has it been? Is it good? Turn it off without going hot. Just say you're supposed to. Oh my God. Oh my ever loving God. They say after you turn it off, your body starts to feel warm. I don't feel that yet. Man, that is so intense. You feel alive. My skin feels so tight. Stay tight. Ooh. I do get what you mean. I do get what you mean when you say like you start to feel warm. Okay. I think I even did it longer than I was supposed to. You towel off. Towel off and head into the studio. Let's do a podcast. Come on now. Some say life is where it begins. Straight to the stars.
wow, the cold shower works. My goodness. Thank you so much for being up and at them and making this the first podcast of your day. It means so much. Please uh, take time to uh, share with a friend, rate, review, leave a five-star. You know the whole thing. Leave a review, subscribe, the whole thing. I got to figure out a better way to say it. Rate, review, subscribe. Boom. Thank you for growing with us. It means so much. We have a fun show today. Mike Siner of Siner La Valley and Ancient Peaks was uh, in Forbes magazine. A big article on Ancient Peaks talking about the owners, Rob, Carl, and Doug. They get into how Mondavi had the property and Mike Siner, the wine man. The whole story is just good. It's fantastic. I love Mike Siner. I learned things about Mike Siner in this article that I had never known. Going to bring some of these things up to him. That's coming up later. Also, uh, Rachel Ponce, our friend, Chef Rachel Ponce, is going to be on the Food Network tonight with Chop. We'll get her on a few minutes uh, towards the end of the show to see how she's feeling. We'll talk breaking and entering Christmas in our Community Uncorked segment now. Oh, my skin, it feels so tight. Cold shower, baby. Let's go. Let's do some lo-fi headlines. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. First local, I love this story out of the Tribune. Paso Robles is a city for wine aficionados, and what pairs better with wine than cheese? The headline, husband and wife start Slow County Cheese Company, complete with creamery tours and tastings. Over the summer, during the Farmstead Ed Week, I got a chance to meet Evan and Christy Bishop. They have Black Market Cheese Company. It's incredible. Like They're doing some really cool stuff out there. It's a new dairy. Black Market Cheese Company. It opened for reservations late September. They got farm tours, tastings. They even have a B&B out there called Rev des Moutons. Did I say that good? Ho ho. Place is really, really cool. And it's just so Paso. You drive in, they got the farm. They're super willing to take you all over the farm and the vegetables and what they got going on. Here's this sheep and that. And then they make these things called bonbons. It's kind of like Chev, but it's not goat cheese, so you can't call it Chev, but they call them bonbons. It's sheep's milk cheese, and they're amazing. They do savory ones, they do sweet ones, and it's just this great couple who was considering what they're gonna do, you know, what was their vision for life after retirement, and it brought them here, and they got a farm, a B&B, and a creamery. Black market cheese, and the stuff is fantastic. And what I love about these folks is they're collabing with a lot of different other makers around for their cheeses. So you might see Hambly Farms, lavender in their cheese, among other stuff. A beautiful spread. I encourage you to take the full tour. We got to get Christy and Evan. Maybe I'll head up there and take a microphone and just get all that, you know, because it's, it's a farm out there. No joke. It is the real deal. So congrats to Evan and Christy being in the Tribune. Good coverage. Beautiful article. Great picture of you both. Great to see you here. Um, a second local story is weird. I, yesterday, got this package delivered, and it's this heavy box, and it says Charmin. And everyone, I've talked on the air in abundance of how much I love Charmin toilet paper. It is the only toilet paper. I bring it with me. Shoot, I brought it to Mexico when we went on vacation. I brought it on a road trip through Mendocino and the North Northern California coast. I love Charmin. It is by far the best toilet paper in the world, and you get what you pay for. And considering you have to, you know, repeat these procedures a lot in your life, why not have the best toilet paper in the world, you know, on your bum? So, look, it's Charmin, baby. I get this box. And I put the story on my Instagram. You got to go check it out. Big box. It's heavy. And it says Charmin Starter Pack. And I thought it was like a gag. Like, what is this? You got to go check it out. I put the video of me opening the box 
at Adam on the air. You can check out the story. It is like the biggest, it's like when you go into a gas station and you see like the huge roll of toilet paper, but of course it's like, you know, 0.5 ply and just garbage. This was a beautiful roll of Charmin. I'm talking like two and a half feet wide. And then I opened the box and there's like two more underneath it. Where did this come from? I'm thinking about it and I'm texting Lady I Fancy. So what's inside this box? This the biggest roll of toilet paper, three of them you've ever seen. And I remember my sister saying something like, maybe like a week and a half ago, hey, is your address this? I have something for you. And I just thought, could this be from my sister? I just wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't expect it, but what a great gift if it was. So I've been trying to call Angie, my sister, and see what's up. Angie. Yes, I have Gracie in the car. What? Why do you always have to tell me that? Because I need to know that you're going to talk about appropriate things. <laughs> okay, so you did you send me a huge thing of Charmin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get this package. Do you know what you sent me? Yes. I've never seen a toilet paper roll that big in my life. Did it come with a stand? It comes with like this whole like hardware. Where did you find yeah. this? I, I see this Charmin thing show up to my door and it says like Charmin starter pack. And I'm like, oh, whoa, okay. And you know, <laughs> as soon as I saw the Charmin logo, I was very intrigued. And then I, I go in, I open it and it's like a box on top with like hardware. I'm like, what is going on? I get underneath it and it says like the forever roll. And it's like the, it's like the size of a roll that you would see like at a gas station. <laughs> It came with a full stand, though, right? That you, so you don't need to. If you don't hook it up to a wall, it should be a freestanding stand. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't. I didn't take out all the hardware, but there is some sort of oh, wheel okay. and some. Yeah, I guess you, there's probably some things to connect to it. But I couldn't believe it. Oh my God, what possessed you to to gift that to me? That's the greatest gift ever. <laughs> I know how much you love Charmin, oh. and so when when I saw these like Charmin Forever rolls. I was like, oh my gosh, Adam needs to have this. I've wanted to get it for you for so long. Last year, like literally, you could not find them. They weren't in stock anywhere. So I just, so I even looked on Amazon and they didn't have it. But I went, so I went to Charmin's like actual site and it was like literally like available with the starter pack. But I know you can't, obviously you can't hook that up to a wall. No. So it comes with a stand, <laughs> like a free stand that you, That's you know, like so you'll just put in the corner of your bathroom or something. Now, Charmin is a premium toilet paper. I have no yes. clue how much you had to pay for three Mormon family size rolls. I'm sure it's cr I've Mormon. never seen, I've never seen a size of toilet paper that, and there's three of them in there. It's crazy. Uh, not crazy. Wow. What a beautiful gift. Thank you so much. You're so funny. That's so funny. And when I, when I told Brian what I sent you, he's like cracking up. He's like, wait, did you actually send this to your brother? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think he's going to love it. It's the greatest <laughs> gift. It came on the, it came on the best day. It was so good. Oh, thank you for that. Yay. You're welcome. All right. Are you able to chat a little later on? Yeah. Call me later when you're done. Well, thank you so much for my Charmin Ultra. Hey, you're welcome. That is I love the you. absolute greatest gift ever. I love you too. Thanks, Ange. Okay, I'll talk to you later. So there we go. Got to the bottom of it. I love that. It's a pretty cool gift. I've never seen the toilet paper this big ever. Insane. All right, a couple other lo-fi headlines. It has been about five days since Thanksgiving. Lots of people still got leftovers in the fridge. I know we do. A new poll, 7% of people said they're still eating leftovers. But food scientists say you should wrap that ish up today. 
put together one last meal, and then pack it up in the freezer, but everything else should be tossed. I don't think I'm ready to separate from my leftovers yet. I still got Hawaiian rolls on top of the fridge. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service recommends throwing out refrigerated leftovers after three or four days. They haven't met my dad. If they're kept in the freezer, they could stay good for about three to four months. There is some flexibility depending on the type of food, but you gotta be careful. The smell test, which again, very much my dad, isn't 100% reliable and you shouldn't push anything with meat and dairy. Also, Thanksgiving dishes may spoil faster than other leftovers because, well, that food sits out longer than a typical meal. Okay, so to sound off on a story that has to do with food spoilage, there is nobody better, more predictable than my dad, who is pretty much like, it's good until it's growing something, just smell it, and if you don't throw up, eat it. <laughs> my dad is awesome, and uh, I'm pretty confident, I'm gonna bet all the money on, he is gonna say this article is bunk and you could still eat it. Dad, Opa, what is up? Hi. Hi. Hi, Opa, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Good, I had a quick question and I wanna call you back so we can talk more, but I wanna ask a quick question. How long can you eat Thanksgiving leftovers? Oh, I'm sorry, you know, it's like a long time, especially if they're refrigerated. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like turkey or what? Turkey, all of it. I mean, just the whole thing, ham, turkey, yeah. the whole, the whole oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, like for tonight, you're you're still good for the next couple of days. For sure. The smell test is that what you do to see if it works? You just smell it. Yeah, I mean, if it's cooked, it's gonna smell fine. It's no problem. No, I mean, you're good. I read an article I mean, that said it's been four days since Thanksgiving, so you should actually stop eating leftovers starting now. No, I would say you're fine the next couple of days. You know, that's just being like extra cautious. You're fine. What's your cutoff day? What's like the day where even you won't eat leftovers? I mean, when it's when it doesn't smell good, or I mean, I, I would I'm eating like a week later. You know, make turkey sandwiches and all that. Yeah, it's no problem. What if I got to this weekend and want to make a turkey sandwich? Yes. Yeah. This when this, this coming weekend. This will be like you know nine days after. Oh, I mean, that might be kind of, it might be kind of dry by then. You know, it depends how you're going to heat it. I know you don't have a microwave, which uh, would yeah. heat it up without drying it too much. So, you know, you might have to heat it up with a pan, put a little olive oil or something just so it doesn't get too dry. All right. Uh, All right. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thank you. So well, call me back so we can talk about, you know, your podcast and all kinds of stuff. I will. I love you very much, Opa. Okay, bye. I love you. Thanks for calling me out on the microwave. Yeah, we don't have a microwave. It's so... <laughs> I mean, it's like we can't... We can afford a microwave. I mean, after I got laid off. But that was on the list. And then I got laid off and I had to say, Honey, you know that dream we had for a microwave? We're going to have to scratch that off. Put it in the future. And thank you to my dad. We call him Opa. Appreciate you very much for that. Now, I promise to not do two food spoilage stories in a row all the time. It just kind of happened this way. A bunch of college kids in Chicago learned an important life lesson last week. If someone offers you a burrito this cheap, it's super sus. Be very suspicious. 
a Mexican place near Northwestern University had a $1 burrito event last weekend, and now they've been linked to a possible norovirus outbreak, sometimes called the stomach flu. It's usually caused by someone not washing their hands after they use them, and then preparing food. Is there anything more disgusting? It's highly contagious, easily to pass on to other people. A place called Big Wig Tacos and Burritos held a $1 burrito deal for a few days before the Thanksgiving break. Probably because they were trying to sell out a surplus of meat, I don't know. So just as kids were heading home to see their families, they jumped on this big time. So students started showing up at the university health clinic with symptoms like stomach pains, diarrhea, not clear. How many people got sick? Bigwig Taco says they weren't sure if it originated from the restaurant or not. Of course they said that. And uh, they just passed the health inspection. That's good. But they're taking immediate and comprehensive measures to address the situation. Before I get into my last story, I have a story about wedding etiquette. If there's anyone who does weddings, this or that, and can like sound off on that, I'd love to save this story for when I have a professional to talk about it with. So my final story is, you know, I love stories that put a smile on your face. Stories that are just good news. With everything going on, it's so nice to have stories just like this. A news station in Cincinnati did a big story on a girl named Raven Whitaker Smith who got sent to the principal's office in sixth grade and that visit to the principal's office changed her life. What'd she do? Well, she threw a cup of yogurt at lunch. So her principal asked if that's how she'd behave at a restaurant. Her answer was that she didn't know because she'd never been to one. Up to that point, she'd spent most of her childhood in foster care, but everything changed after that because her principal decided to adopt her. Listen. She said that she had thrown a cup of yogurt at lunch. And uh, I asked, well, if you were out at a restaurant, would you do that there? And I was like, I've never really been to a restaurant. I don't really have a family. I'm in a group home. They say that a mother falls in love with a child at first sight. And I can remember Raven walking into that room that day, that scared little kid. And I just knew in my heart, this is what it's supposed to be. The same weekend, we went and painted the room my favorite color, teal. I just, like, knew that everything happens for a reason. Oh, man, that just stops you in your tracks, that story. That principal's name is Jason Smith. He and his wife tried fertility treatments, couldn't have kids, so they took Raven in and turned her life around. And it sounds like she turned their life around as well. They adopted her a few years back. She's now studying social work at the University of Kentucky. I have chills. That story is so good. Before we get into our Who to Know segment, we're talking to Mike Siner. Uh, Lo-Fi Headlines, thanks so much to our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. That's 50 years McClintock's has been just holding on to that legendary status. In addition to their Shell Beach Steakhouse and Saloon, the products, the F. McClintock's Recipe 15, that's their collab, Maker's Mark Whiskey. Super good. It has got some punch, I will tell you, but it is so smooth in a Manhattan and old-fashioned. I love it. It's a one-of-a-kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's. You can check it out. Go to McClintock's.com for more. Also, your holiday parties, your get-togethers, folks coming in from out of town, check them out. The Saloon, the Steakhouse in Shell Beach. Thank you so much to the team at McClintock's for being up and at them. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. One of my absolute favorite human beings in the wine industry is a gentleman named Mike Siner. Ancient Peaks, of course, Siner LaValle. He's mentioned in this incredible 
Forbes article that talks about ancient peaks. And of course, uh, Carl, Doug, Rob, the owners of ancient peaks. He was brought in as the winemaker. The story is really good. The article got into a lot of things about Mike Siner that even after interviewing him a hundred times over the last decade, I did not know. This lady dug deep and I was kind of mad at myself. Like, how did you not know that about Siner? Mike Siner's here right now. Thanks for being up and Adam. What's up? How you doing, my friend? What is going on? How are you, sir? Doing well, man. Got some rest last week, which is nice. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? We did. Nice and quiet, you know, and uh, a few days off in a row. That was amazing. Feels like a vacation. Feels like a two-month vacation after four, three months, four months of going hard, you know? Oh, yeah. Harvest 2023, baby. Let me ask you, do you, do you ever listen to podcasts? I do. I'm a huge podcast fan, and I've been loving what you're doing. And yeah, I love podcasts. Have you ever gotten laid off from a job before? Have I ever gotten laid off from a job before? I have not been laid off from a job in your like, life. In your life, I talked to Ian Parkinson yesterday. He's like, "No, I haven't." Like, I mean, he's like, like maybe like a high school job, but he's like, "I've been doing law enforcement since 19. Never got laid off." And now Mike Siner says he's never been laid off. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, Dude. this is a job that I didn't get for sure. They didn't hire me for McDonald's when I was 16. I was pretty butthurt about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Dude, you look so good in this Forbes. First of all, you, you look great, but this Thank article, you. Forbes did a thing on Ancient Peaks and Carl. I mean, like, you guys are all such. They just got a photogenic picture of all three of you Doug, Carl, Mike Siner there in the middle. And man, you I'm sure you've read this already. They did a fantastic job. She really did. I was, she's a very nice lady uh, and, and did a fine job with it. I was really impressed with her background, what she did you know, in terms of research and you know, interviews. I, I actually met with her in New York this year. That's where that was derived from. Why, they, uh, why, did, did you fly to New York for that or did, were you already there for something? I was there. You know, I was already in town for uh, to work the market, you know, see some counts and visits and stuff and tastings. And so that got lined up and took a took her to lunch and uh, that was part of it that's what became of it little jet setter so mike signer's doing some appointments in new york city and oh sorry gotta go to be interviewed by forbes magazine damn <laughs> baller i didn't know that your parents passed away in a plane crash mike signer wow yes yeah she, she definitely researched that and obviously not something i pop off with during an interview anymore. i know <laughs> i know but uh, yeah it's uh it was 2006 it was definitely um, yeah, that's part of life, man. There, unfortunately, there was two grandchildren in the backseat of the plane, too. My father was a pilot. Oh. So, yeah, it was a big day. Now, um, and I was, you know, I think so much of what sculpts our personhood and our soul and who we are are these things that we go through, these struggles and things that we have to rise above. So, I mean, although, look, it's like, it's a tough thing. And I don't know if you read that in the article, we are like, oh, dang, she threw that in there, too, man. But, I mean, these are things that, you know, shape. The man that you are. Without a doubt. I, I was a little taken back, you know, because I, obviously, yeah, it's not something I brought up, but she did her own research on it. But yeah, no, it, it is. It's, obviously, there's some distance to it, um, but it certainly, it, it is, and it's part of life, you know? It's part of, uh, the, the longer you stay here on this earth, the more you, you will be touched by tragedy and, and hard times. And so, that's just it. And honestly, it's, those memories of hard times makes me think of the people who aren't here. 
yeah. who haven't gone through hard times like that, you know? And yeah, so right. in, in a certain perspective, and it's not easy, it's actually something you, you get to go through, you know what I mean? Because yes. once you're gone from this experience, you, you don't have heartbreak, you don't have tragedy, you don't have adversity, you have just hopefully peacefulness. You know, you're gone, you're out, you know? Right, so, right. No, it certainly brings a perspective. I loved the angle that this article in Forbes magazine took as it was talking about, you know, this area really at the time, they call it, you know, the royal wine family, the Mondavis, who who buy this property, which is now Santa Santa Margarita Ranch. And then the owners are like, okay, who's going to make this wine? And the I just thought the way they, they painted these strokes to build this story was so cool. And then, you know, kind of enters Mike Siner in the article, and then it goes into you a lot. I was just really floored. And then they kind of focus on some of the different wines. Like, what a great piece. Yeah, I, I was truly, I agree. I, I, she really did a good job of it. I thought it presented that angle, which is part of the story. You know, it's a neat part of it. We, we tell when we're telling her story, but it's something she really circled it and focused in on. You know, I think I think she shares the passion with Robert Mondavi. Having worked for the gentleman myself and, he, and that company and that family gives me a lot personally. You know, obviously I, I have a, a passion for that company. She, she, I think she does too. I think, and due to her age, she understands. And again, she's proved it. She's like the royalty, of, a royal family of California wine, which I totally agree with. And yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was a great article. Really well presented. So do you think that helped you get in with them when they were looking for a winemaker to like steward this along? Like that they were, uh, your history with the Mondavis kind of helped you get an in? I think so. You know, I think, you know, what I, what I brought to it was a, a career, a background, you know, an experience. That's all you do. Bring the next engagement is experience. And part of my experience was with that family. And um, so when that, we first started kind of having coffee together and then kind of talking about possibly working together, those were stories I brought up. Oh, I came out here. I did this. I did that. Um, it was, you know, we didn't drill into it big time back in those days. But, uh, but looking back on it and thinking about it in terms of the, the marketing angle, the story. But yeah, I, I could see where they may have thought that. But. Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel at some point it entered into their mind. How did you kind of make those moves to say, okay, hey, I, I'm here, I'm doing this, but I want to build this into something where, you know, I can follow my own dreams. And, you know, then, of course, your own brand. And then later on, your own brand took the life of your own property and your own vineyard. And then it turned into your own tasting room, not far from your own vineyard. So meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the journey of Mike Siner continues, but but you still left this legacy and you, you built something strong at ancient peaks. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I feel that's, I feel that's my company. You know, I, I'm still very personal about it, you know, um, in terms of that building personal building, as far as myself, and my family, we started our company back in 1997. So, so I had Valley decades before ancient peaks. Oh my God. Okay. So that, okay. That's an important aspect to it. So, but to your point, so when I, as I was going through that time at Domain Alfred, now called Shamisol, you know, and I had been working my way up the food chain, you know, all those wineries in the, end of the valley, and then Robert Mondavi in the 90s, Domain Alfred, that was super a fun ride. You know, we were just kicking butt, taking names, you know, great scores, high scores, lots of attention, you know, and I, you know, I recognized that, I felt that, and, but I really felt I wanted to to be more involved with the project, you know, as I did. And it was May of 06 when I gave notice at, and with no intention of, well, my intention of going out my own. I honestly didn't have, you know, what we call ancient peaks lined up 
as you see today, I would, you know, literally it was just like, okay, I'll hire, I'll take on some consulting, right? That's what winemakers, my mentors, you know, I think of Stephen Dooley, I think of Brian Talley, I think of Larry Brooks, you know, Clay Brock. You know, those guys have, have helped me and, and they're there for me. And, and especially in those times of life, they were like, they were there for me. I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. Like, what do you think I should do? Like, and they were giving inputs to it, you know? And so I thought, hey, he said, as soon as you announce it, that's when you can really get out there and tell that story, you know, and, and you never know what's going to pop up. And so I had an instinct because we did ferment some grapes in the 2005 vintage for, for Doug, Rob and Carl. So I kind of was already in with those guys. I fermented some wines for them at Domain Alfred. So I already had a relationship and we had conversations enough where I felt confident quitting my day job, you know, and, and then that's, but I wanted to be involved in business, Adam, in a different level. I know I, I saw what was before me and I want to be involved with business too. Obviously, first and foremost, I grow grapes and I make wine. That's who I am. That's what I do. And then, and, and that's, that, that's it. But at the end of the day, I wanted to get it for my family and get it for myself. And I knew if I was to be involved with something, you know, I just very quickly, I consulted for like three or four brands for a hot minute, you know, maybe two or three months. And I realized this is not my personality to come in and, be that you know we call swirl spit and split winemaker yeah. where you just go in and right. you, you know you swirl split and you spit you know you, you just t- you taste the wine you make a decision pass it on you educate me I, I just not that's just not my temperament it's not who i am at my core I, I, and so when i looked at what ancient you know what we call ancient because we didn't have a name it was just a vineyard santa margaret ranch i mean the opportunity there at that event you know the guys this is you know and i was talked my way into it you know i said hey guys i want to be in charge of this whole thing. I, I want to be at a level that's different. I don't want to be your winemaker. I want to be more than that. Obviously, that's who I am. We present, and today I'm the founding winemaker and a beautiful relationship with the company, and I'm a big part of the company. But I had my eye on the prize that many years ago to be more than just the hands-on winemaker. I want to be involved with all aspects of business. Did that come easy to you? Like, I'm kind of dealing with this now. Like, okay, now we've got to get an LLC and got to put a third away for Uncle Sam. And, and I mean, were, was the business acumen, were you instilled? Did they come easy to you? Um, the drive came easy. That's what, and again, you know, part of the story you spoke about, the plane crash. I mean, I, I just, you know, I just put all my energy into this. You know, I suddenly, you know, that's how I grieve, you know, is work. Work is, is for better or for worse. So, yeah, the energy was there. I, I wanted to drive. Now, the business acumen, I, I wasn't sure, and that was something I spoke to them about. Hey, guys, I'll, I'll teach you wine. You teach me business. You know, yeah. That's something we talked about back then. And, and you know, and they've been great mentors to me, too. And, and you know, they and I'm watching those guys. I'm seeing what they're doing, and I'm, I've applied some of those concepts to my life. Nice. And so, yeah, it wasn't easy. Being self-employed was very difficult at first. It, it took me, um, you know, a while to to because to, I had just been – you know, because my career has been a, a guy in charge, you know, the last years before that, several engagements before that, I was in charge of a building, in charge of a team or on a team, you know, and suddenly I'm not there every single day. Suddenly I'm this kind of guru, which is not something that I've, you know, I didn't, especially at the time, didn't feel like at all. And it's really not my personal uh, opinion of what I do, you know? So, yeah, yeah it, it was, it was, it wasn't easy by any means. And, um, but, but, yeah, pretty damn exciting. <laughs> I love this paragraph in here. When Mike goes out to the vineyards and picks up the ancient seabed soil, just one of the five soil types, grabbing one of the heavy rocks with oyster fossils etched into it, he thinks of the time 
when he was a young man, thirsty for knowledge, who got to be a tiny part of a project headed by the royal wine family of the U.S., the Mondavis, and how he could never guess that he would be continuing one of the last dreams of the biggest dreamer of all. It's a great article. you got to go to Forbes magazine. I didn't get into any paywall situations. It was available for me to read, so it's such a great read. Then they break down for your wines. Just a great article, man. I'm, I'm just, I just love seeing you win. I, you know, I'm a big fan of, of course, Doug, Carl, and the whole team over there at Ancient Peaks, but, you know, I'm a big fan of you, and I, and I love seeing when you take W's, brother. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. And happy holidays. He's a gangster. It's Mike Siner. Check his wines out, Siner Valley. I had no idea they had been around for a long time, even before his time at Ancient Peaks. But the evolution of the vineyard, Bassey Vineyard, and of course the tasting room in Avila Beach, which is just incredible with the gut going on over there. Check them out. The wine's fantastic. His pet net, his pinos, anything winemaking Mike Siner touches. Awesome. My man, thank you so much for being up and at him. All right, coming up next, uh, Rachel Ponce. She's going to be on Chopped tonight. But before that, I want to get into our breaking and entering Christmas. Starting a new segment here on the show called Community Uncorked. It's all about just that aspect of us digging deep, giving, serving, and showcasing those organizations and those people who do just that. With the help of our friends from Dow Vineyards, we are super excited to put a spotlight on, again, not just the organizations, but the people who are really doing some incredible work. So if you know of nonprofits or, you know, maybe you're getting into something that is really making a difference or you know someone who's making a difference, make sure you go to adamontiel.com and let us know. And thanks so much to Dow Vineyards for supporting the podcast, again, right off the bat, because they believe in what we're about. DowVineyards.com are breaking and entering Christmas. I want you to go to adamontiel.com, click the breaking and entering Christmas tab, get the lowdown. In short, what we do is we find a needy family that has had a super, super tough year. And we, with the help of the person that nominates them, try to get in their house, bring them tree presents, money, food, whatever this family needs, bikes for the kids, gifts, and then we get out and leave it. We leave it like that. The family comes in and they are surprised. Hopefully they have no clue. We leave the spirit of Christmas behind and a bunch of love. I'm going to be on 95.3 The Beach once again later this morning, I think on the noon hour with Jennifer Grant. I'm so just appreciative of everyone at Dimes Media from uh, Jennifer and Sean at The Beach, Doughboy at Wild 106. Just the whole crew has put this message of the breaking and entering Christmas on all of their stations. K-Pig, The Grade Country, The Talk Station, K-News. It is just so overwhelming, and we are seeing these results. I'm getting more people nominating families than ever before, but you know what that means? We need the donations to match it, whether it's cash, whether you got some gift cards, anything you can do for this family. Heck, maybe you want to get involved, and you want to be part of our Breaking and Entering crew. Maybe you got some extra wrapping paper that you know you're not going to use. I've seen some emails like, hey, I got some extra lights in the garage. Some lights go out of style. Who's using icicle lights anyways, right? No, come on. We will. If they work, we will take them. And then as we take this time to zero in on a family, you if you put out there, hey, I got wrapping paper, I got this, you're going to begin to hear from me because we're going to really mobilize at that point. But right now, we got to find this family. If you know of an any family, a family that by all accounts, Christmas ain't going to happen. We can change that. Go to adamontiel.com, click on the Breaking and Entering Christmas tab, and let us know about them. 
Thanks so much to United Staffing Associates for being involved. They've been involved, I think, every year. We're in our 10th year now. They provide staffing and career resources, offer expert help and services in HR consulting, safety training, recruiting, payroll, tons more. If you're a job seeker, go to them. They can help you find a job. If you are looking to hire, especially for the holidays, they got you. Call my friends at United Staffing Associates or visit unitedwestaff.com. Also got a text, a beautiful text from the ladies at the general store. They are in. They always do baskets, like for everyone in the family. Like they go big. Red Oak Security always have been so generous every year. Red Oak Security, so awesome. Are breaking and entering Christmas. We're going to be getting into that second phase where we introduce you to the family. Change the names and ages of the kids. Get some real gifts that can be personalized for this family that is coming up as soon as we find this family. To do that, nominate them. Go to adamonteal.com and click on Breaking and Entering Christmas. I do love me some Kenny G Christmas music. That is for show. All right, tonight, where will you be when Food Network's Chopped is on? I'm going to be glued to the screen, hanging out with my friend Rachel Ponce, her husband Eric, a little viewing party. Can't wait to see what goes down. Let's see if we can't squeeze... Just before we end the show here, we're going to get Rachel on, see if we can't squeeze any more out of her before the big episode tonight. Rachel, today is the day. Today's the day. I'm so excited. I actually think I'm just excited. I think it's going to be like a relief, too, of like, okay, I told everyone they saw what happened, and I'm really excited. This didn't taste like a month ago. This has been like a while yeah, and so many people, how many people have come up to you and like kind of like, you know, little hit on the shoulder? Come on, you could tell me a little bit. Just what goes down? What happens? So many. I did a dinner last week and they're like, oh, she's smiling. She won. She did that. Oh, so, so, I'm like, what do I do? Just stand there. Everyone's like, oh, you did, right? Right? Wink, wink. And I'm like, okay, just watch on Tuesday. Tonight, 6 p.m., Rachel Ponce, friend of the show, is going to be on Food Network's Chopped. It is a Julia Child special. So, again, for someone who doesn't know the show, there's three different chefs, what? And then you make meals, and then someone gets eliminated throughout the show, or what? Yeah, so it's you got 20 minutes for appetizer, 30 minutes for main, 30 minutes for dessert. And uh, you get the picnic basket, you open up, and then... Goes and you go. <laughs> you can watch these things from your couch and yell at the screen and be like, "What are you doing, moron?" But when you have those lights and the ambiance and, and, the, and the cameras on cranes around you, it is very nerve wracking. Did you I, did you wonder like, "Oh my god, am I going to be able to hang?" No. Yes. <laughs> like I think I built this up in my head too because I even called you the day that I was going. I was in New York, called you. Um, it, I just, I didn't even know if I could do it. Like, I was so nervous. And I was like, Adam, I don't know if I could do this. And you just push. You're like, just be you. Do what you would do. Um, but being there, it's just, I'll never watch a Food Network show and ever be like, why didn't you do that? Because <laughs> you can't even think. Like, you, you just have to do it. Like, if you, you, there's no time to think. You're just cook. Just see what you do. Go cook it. Figure it out. We got to wait for tonight. It goes down 6 p.m. Rachel Ponce will be on Chopped. And then uh, you have a viewing party tonight with some friends. Going to keep it low key. But then we can have you on tomorrow. I want to talk about this. I want to, when you are able to talk about this, let's get on again tomorrow and let's spill the tea. I'm ready for it. I've been waiting for a long time for this. (laughs) Really? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Front room, everything going? I saw a great picture of Eric's uh, cellar fermentation beer on his Insta. What's the latest with uh, the big journey? 
Oh my gosh. Well, we are, I have been eating so many sandwiches. I need to bring you over to my house and help me. Um, so menu, I have like a couple first, second drafts of the menu, my final stuff, kneeling down these sandwiches, dinner menus being worked on. Eric Spears, he's doing some bench trials right now. Um, he's playing with glassware, which I, I mean, I've seen what he's done in his career, but he's always worked for big breweries. Now seeing him come down to like, this has to be an I never realized how important a glass was for a beer. And then just in talking to him about like his inspiration and his, you know, time in Europe and why the glasses mean so much. And I was like, dang, I'm going to go visit him at his bar. <laughs> like really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Just cannot wait to open. Yeah, I remember doing a, a seminar with like George Riedel. Riedel does these seminars all the time, but you drink oh. wine in different, of course, this is wine, but the vessel is yeah. so important. I mean, and in, yeah. in beer for sure. I mean, that's that's really cool. I know so many little of these intricacies are very important to him. I can't wait to see how this all unfolds yeah, for the both of you. Purple. Yes, we cannot wait. All right, we're going to talk to you tomorrow. Big deep breath. This is it. You're going to be on the Food Network tonight. Rachel Ponce, prepare for your socials to go ballistic. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Cheers. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Some is where it begins. Straight to the stars is where it is. Only to start again. wish chef rachel the absolute best and we will get her on tomorrow to talk all about what she could not talk about today let's wrap up this show here for tuesday november 28th 2023 have a wonderful day i want to say thank you to full cup solutions for technical consideration for the podcast also moonshiner collective Dan Curcio, that sexy beast, and his song Start Again, which is just so appropriate for everything that is going on this week. I love it. Follow me on your socials, Instagram, at Adam on the Air, and check out adamonteal.com for any and all things. Let me know what's up. Let me know what you want to hear on this show coming up as well. So giving some good feedback. Thanks again for sharing, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and telling a friend about being up in Adam. Have a great day. Start again. Let's start again. We'll start again.